Sci-Fi Sluts. I'm your host, Brandon, and this is my co-host, Kenny. Uh, today, we're going to be going over Supernatural Season 1, Episode 6, Skin. Uh, Kenny, you want to take us through who directed it and all the episode details? Yeah, so a little bit of background information on this one. Um, came out October 18th, 2005, so it was their uh, first pre-Halloween episode, so I'm pretty sure then. The next, what's the next episode? I actually don't remember what the next one is. Does it have anything to do with Halloween? It'd be real unfortunate uh, if it didn't. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we did our uh, our background research here, guys. Clearly, I don't think it has anything to do with. Halloween. I think it's it's bugs, isn't it? Something. Hold on. <laughs> uh, while he's looking that up, skin. Episode six was directed by Robert Duncan McNeil, who I believe is uh, Hookman. Also... Hookman. Okay, that's Halloween enough. You know, it fits. Um, sure. <laughs> I think he's he's directed a couple different episodes. Um, he's done a handful of other similar type of shows, um, as well as the writer John Sheban Shibin Shebon, however you want to say it. Uh, he's actually. He was a regular writer for, I think, the first two seasons uh, here and there, wrote some episodes. And then he also did similar shows like X-Files. He wrote for Ozark, Breaking Bad, some Star Trek. And um, I think it's funny that he wrote for a few different Star Trek episodes because there's a, there's like one or two little nods to Star Trek throughout this episode. I don't know if you caught any of that, but... Oh yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, that was one of my notes. Was does Dean really know about Star Trek? Because he he makes a comment about Klingons or something. Yeah, it doesn't really fit his character too well because he's like the exact no. opposite of someone who you would think would watch Star Trek. He's, he's a guy who beats Usually up the kid who watches Star Trek. I was about to say he's beating up people. Yeah, reference to Star Trek. <laughs> So just uh, for, for any new listeners or returning listeners, a um, little quick rundown on how we do things. Um, this is actually, for those of you tuning in for the first time, welcome. Those of you coming back, you guys know that this is our first attempt at video. It's not going to be anything fancy, but we thought, hey, maybe you guys want to see these pretty faces to put with the voices. Maybe not. Maybe this will turn you off entirely. We're recording for the first time in 1K Ultra. <laughs> in 480p. So, so subscribe to our Patreon now. <laughs> um, just a quick rundown on, on kind of how we cover episodes. So we go through some interesting facts about the episode itself, anything we managed to dig up, some fun trivia, little little details, things we noticed. And we break down the plot summary. Um, sometimes we get a little in-depth, but we're trying to trim it down a little bit so we can dive into it more once we get into our opinions. So following the summary, uh, we look at things like, in, in our opinions and interpretations, we look at things like, was this episode scary? Was it more of a comedic episode? Uh, did it follow the traditional supernatural format, um, which is something that 
we kind of, you know, point at quite often. Um, it's pretty, it's a pretty regular theme throughout the series and, uh, any new important characters, any recurring characters, just anything we notice as, as fans of the show and people have kind of stuck with it for a while. Um, cause the overall goal of this podcast is to get people who are new to the show, um, get them, I guess, more interested in the, in the series to kind of get this dialogue going about everything going on in episode to episode, see how it all ties together. And if you're watching these episodes and you just want a little bit more, maybe we can give that to you. And also if you're not a fan of the show and you're just curious about it, uh, one of my goals is to make it so that just by listening to us, you can kind of get an idea of what each episode, each season, when we get to that is about without even really needing to watch the episode. So just to give a quick understanding of this episode, um, it is a monster hunt uh, type episode. So it's not really like a direct storyline. We're going to be hunting a monster. And uh, I don't think it really gets any nods towards um, the big picture in this one. It's mostly about just the current monster. Um, so that's well, cool. It actually, it does a little bit. It doesn't really uh, follow the hunt for John Winchester storyline, which was introduced in the pilot. But one thing I really noticed about this one, and I remember this, I remember seeing the trailer for this when it was first airing on TV way back in 2005. It was teased as like, the first episode where you see Sam and Dean actually butt heads and they fight. And of course, when you first, you first see the trailer for it, you're like, Oh my God, that's fuck. Yeah. It's finally happening. They're going to, they're going to go at it. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. Six episodes. six episodes, but it's been like building for six episodes. You knew it was going to happen eventually, but in the trailers, you get no context. You don't know it's about a shapeshifter. So you're just like, Oh yeah, they're finally going at it. And, and, you know, I think you see shots of Dean holding the knife with the blood on it. And you're like, oh, shit, what's going on? So even though it doesn't allude to the, the John Winchester search too much, you do get like a, a little icing on top with the whole Sam and Dean, um, their whole strife that's been yeah, bottling up for a few episodes, which is cool. Which for it to be, for it to be episode six, it's pretty crazy that they... <laughs> Like I can see how the, the trailer would be intense. Yeah. Um, Cause later on in the series, they obviously have their own dramas and they fight back and forth, but for episode six to see one of them about to off the other, yeah. you'd be like, what is going on in this show? Right. So it was, it was cool. Get it. They, uh, they gave the fans a little dick tease at the start, which is nice. <laughs> um, not too much trivia about this episode other than some song changes for uh, the Netflix platform versus when oh, it aired. The Netflix songs are uh, so bad. I thought the, the initial one was pretty good. But um, other than that, I guess this was the first episode that Dean appears shirtless mm-hmm. um, by popular demand. Yeah, because that of was- popular demand. And right. I, I have a note on that when we actually, you know, we're going to, we're going to get into the story a bit, but when we get to that point where that happens, I have a little fucking side note on that. 
which I'm sure it doesn't take long after this episode to get old Sammy naked under the scene. Yeah. We got, we got a little piece of the big bro, but now we got to see some little bro. Jensen probably got jealous. It's like, what the hell? Why is his shirt off? You mean Jared? Jared, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Any other interesting point? facts or trivia you got? That's about it. Um, well, I, I got a couple things I'll throw in here. Sorry, guys, I'm eating. You, you might hear some crunches in this episode, but I'm really hungry. Um, so the director who uh, did this episode, he also directed an episode of Dawson's Creek, which was another CW show. And... I think the episode he directed of Dawson's Creek actually starred Jensen Ackles. So I wonder if that's how uh, the connection was made. Um, then also at one point, the boys, I, I think it was Dean. He mentions the Vulcan mind meld, right? Dean said that yeah. he's, he's making the Star Trek references when it's outside of his character. Um, but he mentions Vulcan mind meld and uh, the director, he actually also used to play a character in Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Voyager. So not only was the Ooh. director tied to Star Trek, but then the writer was as well. I just thought that was really funny. Um, Do you know what character he played? That I don't know. All right. We'll say he played Spock. Yes. Um, it was a uh, back, back check us on that if you want. Yeah. William Shatner. I'm pretty sure that's, that's what it was. Uh, and uh, George Takai, actually. Uh, the last note I have here is um, I actually, I think I've seen a snippet of this years and years ago, but I totally forgot about it. But there was an anime series of Supernatural that released in 2011. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I saw glimpses of that. Yeah, never like ever <laughs> never actually, actually watched, watched it. it. I think it was a dud. Yeah, so it went for two two seasons, I want to say. The the very first episode of the anime was actually a retelling of this episode's skin, which was so strange. But I guess what they did in the anime was they took season one and two and kind of like cut out some stuff and shortened some other stuff and fit it together in like a, you know, less, less number of episodes than they did in the, the real series. But then they stopped producing it after those two seasons, which I, I don't know why. So that was interesting. I wonder whose decision that was. Um, kind of unrelated, but um, some podcasts out there actually do that. There's a artist who recaps episodes and he animates them. Oh, that's cool. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. Kind of a odd niche. All right. Well, that's all I got. All right, since you're chewing, um, you get to start with the, the plot. All right, guys. No, I'm not, no. So the episode opens up with a... What the fuck did I write here? With a who? With a who? <laughs> Was I trying to write a whore? Man, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> the episode opens with a chick who looks bloody and beaten, who's tied up, and a SWAT team enters the building that she's in. SWAT team finds the girl and her assailant, who slowly, dramatically, turns out to be, who turns around and turns out to be none other than Dean Winchester. We jump backwards one week, where Sam gets an email from a college friend that says her boyfriend 
has been arrested for murdering his girlfriend. They drive out to St. Louis to investigate and meet up with Stan's friend, Becky. She tells them that her brother, Zach, couldn't have killed his girlfriend because he was with her at that time and suggests that he would have had to be in two places at the same time. The boys go to investigate the crime scene and learn that there is no sign of a break-in. Becky tells the boys about a, a week before the murder, someone broke in and stole some of Zach's clothes. We then see what appears to be Zach watching a husband say goodbye to his wife before he leaves for a business trip. The husband later returns home after his trip was canceled, but finds his wife tied to a chair, being and bloody like the woman before. She asks him not to hurt her anymore, but then the husband gets attacked by the shapeshifter, who turns out had copied his appearance. The boys start to suspect the shapeshifter as they find the shapeshifter's next victim. They follow the shapeshifter's trail down into the sewers and find meat splatters from the shapeshifter's shedding, the bodies it previously inhabits. They eventually chase it down, but it manages to capture them both and takes shape as Dean. We learn that as the shapeshifter takes people's form, it also absorbs their thoughts and memories. The shapeshifter leaves Sam and Dean tied up in the sewers and it goes to kill Becky, but the SWAT team busts in, scaring the shapeshifter off. Meanwhile, Sam and Dean see a police sketch of Dean on TV and they now realize that they're on the run. Dean goes back to the sewers and finds Becky, who tells him that the shapeshifter now is wearing her skin. Sam goes to check in on Becky, but the shapeshifter catches him off guard and nearly kills him. Dean and the real Becky arrive just in time and Dean manages to kill the shapeshifter. They say their goodbyes to Becky and continue their journey on the road in search of this author. All right. And that's the episode. And let's bust into it. So thoughts right off the bat, just at the... Can y'all shut up? <laughs> oh, God. Thoughts right off the bat, just jumping straight into the episode, the, the first opening minutes here. What do you think? Um, love the intro. Um, mm. Like I said before, I like the the rock music and the police raid. And it really sets the tone of this episode. Like we're getting into it. Um, and it's going to have a really big, you know, impact on the characters. Yeah. Um, the love the intro. Yeah, I agree. It was, it felt like such a different experience from the rest of the episodes we've seen so far, like opening with the, mm -hmm. you know, jumping, forward in time and then going back in time and, and seeing Dean in this predicament where you're like, you have no idea what's going on. And I, th I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Really cool opening. Usually when we start these episodes, it's pretty slow. Um, it might be like two people talking or doing something random. And then it's like five minutes later they die. Mm -hmm. And then we jump to the boys. This one was like right into it. Let's get down to business. Dean's murdering people and then it jumps back. Yeah. It was like Michael Bay directed the first little bit here. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So we move on. Uh, we, you know, the SWAT team discovers it's Dean Winchester and then it cuts to the credits and then fast forward, or I guess technically we're going back in time and it's a week before and Sam and Dean are, are first getting news of what's going on with Sam's college buddy and, 
Um, I noticed that Sam was checking his emails on this <laughs> retro ass PDA. It was oh like, it was like this big and he's got the little pen stylus and he's like digging through his <laughs> emails. Like I couldn't imagine someone as big as him trying to like type on that thing. You know, he's like pushing the buttons or like, <clears throat> um, the yeah. technology flashbacks in this show are pretty crazy. Yeah. 2005, man. Um, <laughs> One one line I thought that was really funny was uh, when Sam was trying to convince Dean to go go check out, you know, what happened to his friend Zach. Dean kept saying, like, no, this isn't our case. Like, this isn't a supernatural thing. And Sam was like, no, man, I know Zach. He's not a killer. I was like, that's what everyone says about serial killers. (laughs) I know him. I knew Ted Bundy. He would never do it. Like. Um, right around this scene I think when they first notice for the, the footage they see his eyes flash uh-huh. um, Sam wants her to go away so that he can tell Dean about it um, and one of my favorite lines was what do you think this is Hooters and Dean goes I wish yeah no that's that's actually way later in the episode but that's my favorite favorite part oh. of the entire episode because yeah um Earlier, Becky offers them beer, and then Sam's like, no, we're working. We can't have beer. And so in this scene, they notice something on the camera, so they want to talk about it in private. And Sam's like, hey, Becky, we'll take those beers now that you offered us like three days ago. And she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And she walks off, and before she leaves the room, Sam's like, hey, you know what, Becky? How about some sandwiches? And she's like, what the fuck? This isn't a Hooters. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Sam's like, uh, also, if you could give us uh, so some cigars, some whiskey, <laughs> whatever else you got in the fridge. Golf clubs. <laughs> hey. um, speaking of Becky, uh, do you know, did you catch the part when they first like show up at Becky's door and Sam's like, oh, little Becky. And I was like, damn, there's some kink action going on here. Yeah. Uh. Um, well, that also reminds me of um, when the the shifter's talking to Sam. He says something like, "You know, Dean would bang her." Oh yeah, uh, no doubt. Really using bang. <laughs> he he could have said plow. It's oh. the Frank Reynolds term. Um, so yeah, they they meet Becky. She she's convinced that her bro- her brother Zach couldn't have killed his girlfriend because he was with her drinking beers at like midnight while his girlfriend was at home doing nothing like it, it that sounded weird to me like who the fuck what kind of lame ass goes and drinks beers at midnight with their sister <laughs> while your girlfriend's just sitting at home waiting for you like that's I don't know that was weird um but yeah she's like he couldn't have done it had to have been in two places at the same time. And so the boys start investigating and they got to the crime scene, find out that uh, there's no sign of a break in and everything just starts looking really sus- uh, suspicious and mysterious about what happened with Zach. And um, any, anything you notice in these, anything you found interesting in these parts when they're doing their investigation? Uh, not really the investigation, um, but did you have anything about once we get into the tunnels? Because that's kind of the next scene. 
Yeah. So once they, they eventually discover that, uh, the shapeshifter had to have gone, um, underground. So they pop into the sewers, start finding his meat piles. I thought those were kind of a cool yeah. little practical effect. The meat splatters. What do you think about the, uh, the jump scare coming up when the shapeshifter pops up? Oh, as the little Asian man. Is that the character that he was playing with him? Yeah. Cause he, so he, before they discover his sewer layer, he goes and he like takes over this little Asian guy with the wife. That's way too hot for him. And remember, <laughs> <laughs> dude, she's totally in it for the money. This guy was like, Oh, he's like a five and a half out of 10. He looks really wealthy penthouse apartment. And she was like, 10 years younger than him, nine out of 10. I was like, come on, who are you kidding? But so the shapeshifter takes his body and then kills both of them. And, and so when, when they find his lair in the tunnels, you just see this naked Asian guy, like tiny, he's a small guy, tiny little Asian dude, just jump up and like attack him. And I didn't find that very scary. <laughs> no offense. Well, I thought it was, it was kind of interesting cause they really messed up by not, um, killing him right then how did that one shapeshifter get the best of both of them because plot reasons he like hit the pipe or something in the steam or whatever some bullshit (laughs) i don't know they had to have him win yeah so he he you know gets away but before doing that he was he able uh he was able to scratch dean i think that's how he got his skin i don't know i don't really know the rules of the shapeshifter aren't really explained too much which is kind of a negative of this episode um yeah and it's left pretty open um because there are some abilities of the shapeshifter that it was able to do and then not do and then Mm -hmm. you're kind of left wondering like how is he doing all this um like at one point later in the episode he changes to a different person to run away from um, Sam or Dean, one of the two. Mm-hmm. But then later in the episode, he changes back to Dean. Yeah, so that was that was one of my gripes. Can he can he switch between anyone he wants? I don't know. They don't. They just ignore that fact entirely. Like they're like, we're just making a cool episode. We're not going to go into the details. You can do whatever. You can think whatever you want about it. Because that was definitely one of my gripes. He went from. Zach to the Asian man to Dean to Becky, then back to Dean. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I had that mess yeah. up. Something like that. He went back to Dean. I know that. Um, and we, we would have to watch a lot closer to see if maybe there was a scene in which he, he tagged Dean again, maybe to get his body, but I don't think so. I think he was on the run. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that. Uh, one, one of my overall notes of this episode is I feel like it would have been better as a two episode arc. Like mm. I feel like there's, there was introducing something like a shapeshifter and Dean like this, this episode was the first one to kick off the, the Dean as a wanted man, really. Like it was, we yeah. kind of get a little taste of it, I think in episode one, but not so much, but this was the first one to really kick that off. And I feel like those two big things, just trying to squeeze it all into one episode was not satisfying. Two episodes would have done this story well, way the, better. Well, even more than that, I feel like with how much damage a shapeshifter could do, especially with the amount of abilities that this one had, 
you could run even a half season with this thing running around, just causing all sorts of trouble. Yeah. But instead he was just stuck in a little small town and then gets the, gets bested within 30 minutes. Right. And you want to know why he does? Because he just lets both of them live twice. It made no oh, sense. Oh, yeah, just kill him. Yeah, he tied Sam and Dean up. He first, first he tied up Dean by himself, let him live for whatever reason. Then he tied up Sam and Dean together and let them both live. It makes no sense. And so, of course, they escape and kill him. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. So they're they're hunting down the shapeshifter, and then eventually we get get to the the beginning of the episode where it's um we see Dean slicing up Becky, but of course now further along the episode we know that 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 Dean is actually the shapeshifter and he's beating the crap out of her, um but the boys bust in and shoot him dead and we see some bad bad image composition some bad effects there where Dean uh when Dean actually kills the shapeshifter and he goes and walks over to its body, there's like one shot where you can see clearly a stunt double just laying there. It's like, that's not Jensen Eccles. They didn't even try. (laughs) And then when he goes up to like grab his necklace off the shapeshifter and it's like the shapeshifter is lying there dead with bright lights from outside or, or whatever. It's like a halo light on him. And you can tell the image was cut and pasted together. It looks so bad. 2005 oh. effects. But now the the fight scene was pretty good right before that when Dean yeah. and Sam were fighting each other. Yeah. No, that was, it was worth it. And um, probably the best part of the episode outside of the, the Hooters line. It's a good fight, good fight choreography. That's what I noticed. Um, seemed like, they had fun with it. They knew what they were doing. They made it look good. And let's see what else. Some any fun notes. The one that, comment I had about the uh, the the plot holes, sort of, um, uh-huh. is when the SWAT team is going after Dean. Um, so that the second time we see it, he jumps out. They just start opening fire automatic weapons into a residential area. <laughs> And there's no like headlines about that on the news. It's just like it didn't even happen. Yep. Or actually, that reminds me. Why were the SWAT there? Did 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 that ever occur to you? Why was the SWAT team at that yeah, house in the guess, first place? I don't think they would have gotten tipped off about that one. From who? Becky. She was tied up. Like. <laughs> Yeah. After I finished it, I, I sat there for a second. I was like, what the, wait a second. Who called the SWAT? And it's just, it makes just no sense. That their investigators finally got wise enough and they, they did their own. Yeah. Knowing this show, probably not, but <laughs> that was like the biggest plot hole I could think of. Maybe someone, you know, if someone out there thinks we're stupid and, knows why the SWAT was there, please let us know in the comments because I'm baffled. I'd like yeah. for there to be an actual reason. Um, I, I made a note at one point when uh, Sam puts, uh, they're like pulling the guns out of the trunk or something. He puts a gun, you know, did the old gangster cowboy thing, puts it in his butt. You get a peek at Sam's <laughs> tidy whities I don't know if you saw that. 
<laughs> I bet those were food uh, of the loom. I made a note, kind of the same note, um, but I think it was with Dean putting his weapon um, in the back of his pants. He barely puts it in there, and I'm just thinking, like, this thing would fall out like after <laughs> three steps. <laughs> and then fucking go off. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. I, I did make a note. Uh, I liked, um, there's a lot of Deanisms, um, mm. and the boys are really acting like their characters, like making these quick quips next to each other and, mm-hmm. you know, just acting like they're, their characters. Yeah. Well, in, in addition to seeing them finally really fight for the first time, um, also kind of a plot hole didn't explore this any further they didn't touch anything else with this but apparently the shapeshifter when he takes over someone's body he also or he doesn't even take over someone's body when he mimics someone's body he also gets their thoughts and memories which again if there were two episodes maybe we'd get more of an explanation but it was just kind of like oh yeah he does that it was like in the new wonder woman movie where it's like oh yeah she knows how to make things invisible now just don't question it it's always been there. Just don't question it. Um, oh, we're going to get into that more at the end. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Later. Uh, but yeah, so I like wish I could make my, I wish I could make my TV invisible after that. <laughs> my brain, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he, he somehow absorbs Dean's thoughts and memories. And so in addition to them, you know, throwing fisticuffs, we also get, uh, the shapeshifter revealing what's supposed to be Dean's like internal thoughts and stuff. Like, like how much he, I wouldn't say hates Sam, but kind of resents Sam. Um, so far we that haven't was, really gotten that. Was really good. that. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, he, he pretty much says like, Oh, you guys had a way worse childhood. Yeah. So that was, that was nice. If anything to, to really like, pull out of this episode to, to go into the, the future ones. That's something important because we definitely get a lot more of that coming up. Oh um, yeah. I also, another, another scene, um, another line I really liked is when after the whole ordeal with the SWAT team, Sam and Dean, they, they're, they're on the run and they run past like a bunch of TVs in a store and they stop and they see, uh, there's a police sketch of Dean and he's like, man, that's not even a good picture. (laughs) That's classic Dean right there. Um, Well, there was a bunch. So a couple more of my favorite scenes was, um, well, he's not stupid. He picked the handsome one. Um, (laughs) Yep. Classic Dean. And then when they're, when they just escaped, uh, he's just griping on and on. He's like, just the thought of him driving my car. Mm. And Sam's like, let it go. (laughs) Um, a uh, continuity error I noticed or maybe there's some purpose I, I with this episode I have no idea but when they were running running past the TV and stuff did you, you notice that Dean he was uh, he was just wearing his t-shirt right he didn't have his jacket his trademark blue jacket right then later after they get back to the car and then Sam gets arrested which I guess he gets released in five minutes. So how realistic is that? Uh, when Dean goes into the car to grab his guns, he has his jacket on. And I was like, where the hell did you get your jacket? That was, yeah. I don't know if that was, maybe I missed something. 
maybe I'm not as intelligent as the show needs me to be, but I don't know. I think there's all these like small details that they didn't put in of like the the shifter probably like dropped his jacket in the car or like <laughs> all the deleted scenes along the lines. Yeah. <laughs> they actually shot this as a full feature length film, but they, they cut out an hour of it. <laughs> yeah. So there's certain scenes where the shifters just taken off his clothes. Like, Oh, he'll need that later. Yeah. Put that away. We don't get any of that. Unfortunately. Um, another thing that I thought was really weird was in the, the Sam and Dean fight when they're in Becky's house, do you see how there's this huge ass pool table and a frame of boxing shorts on the wall? I was like, Hmm. either she's the biggest bro ever, or that's not her house or she has a husband and he's on vacation somewhere. I, I was like, well, Did I they just this, find a house this somewhere? Back to, um, this goes back to her brother spending all these nights with her at midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like his, his full man cave. He, uh, he keeps all the fun stuff there. Bro, if you have to go crawl to your sister's house to have a man cave, you might want to have a conversation with your girl or your guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just so weird. Like while, you know, while these two big dudes were just knocking the shit out of each other, I was looking on the wall like, why does she got Muhammad Ali's boxing shorts on the wall? <laughs> Maybe she really likes Ali. Um, what did you think about the shape-shifting scene in the sewers? Uh, yeah, so so the fans begging for Dean to finally take his clothes off, I, I could tell instantly. And the way I could tell it was because of fans asking for it or whatever. Maybe uh, Eric Kripke or the writer of this episode had a cousin or sister or something that was like, Oh, I want to see Jensen shirtless or maybe. (laughs) Um, but his, he literally took his shirt off for no reason. There's zero reason at all because like his pants stayed on. He didn't even go down to his boxers. He just pulled the shirt Uh, off. So we can see some the top half. Yeah. Oh, Oh, you mean the shapeshifter? Uh, yeah i don't know that'd be kind of weird so he just has a bunch of like leftover fucking sex parts down there that's what i was thinking what happens when he shifts into like a black guy (laughs) or even or even the asian guy (laughs) yeah seriously yeah what are the rules of this shapeshifter we need to know (laughs) um but i liked the shifting scene i thought it was really gory um yeah especially him like pulling out like his teeth and like just shedding all of his skin. Yeah. Uh, it was good effects. It, it looked, looked pretty good. Didn't look too cheap. So that's probably where they put most of the money for the episode. And it was fun. Like seeing Dean, but not Dean, like, you know, rip all of his skin off. It was, it was pretty gross. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes yeah. that's what this show does. Good. Like horror is, is iffy. Sometimes there's, there's good scary scenes and sequences, but um, I think it does get a lot of the the like gross factor of whatever monster pretty well. Um, I think that's that's something that's consistent throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, before... any uh, what were your dislikes? I know we we've kind of mentioned some highlights of this one, but what what is the stuff you did not like specifically? 
Yeah, mostly uh, to reiterate some stuff that we had mentioned, um, just the plot holes of this shapeshifter. Um, I just think that they could have done a lot more with it. Um, and they do. That, that's really it. For um, for those who haven't seen future episodes, shapeshift a shapeshifter does come back. It's not the same one, but shapeshifters do. And I'm really glad that they do because there's so much they can do with this concept, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, like, a whole 10-episode arc of, obviously, we're going straight for the president, right? Like, that's where you would go as a shapeshifter. Yeah, exactly. Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was the only thing I, I didn't like. Um, most of the episode I, I loved. It was a really good storyline. Um, lots of action, good, um, intense scenes and drama. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, I just feel like it needed to be two episodes mainly. I feel like there's a, there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff there. They introduced so much here. They, they, it was kind of like, almost like the Avengers in a way to where there's a lot of good things going on, but there's, they're just trying to squeeze too much into a short period of time that nothing really gets explored as much as it should. Um, I I always felt that way about the first Avengers. It's like, Hey, every hero gets 20 minutes in this movie. Um, so I think it should have been two episode arc mate. Maybe, you know, it'd be interesting to, to read the shooting script for this one. Maybe there's a lot cut out, um, but overall it, it was good. Some plot holes, some inconsistencies and stuff, but it was fun. It, it was definitely, um, I think this one, it feels bigger to me than some of the other episodes, like comparing this to the bloody Mary episode, uh, mm-hmm. we just did, or, you know, the pilot or, or whatever the, the woman in white, this one just feels way more grand. Um, it seems like our, our best monster hunter episode. Yes. So far, definitely. And which is a good sign, you know, I mean, six episodes in and we get a really you know, pretty good turning point here and it continues to get better. Like the next one, Hookman, that's a good one too. So definitely on an upwards trend here. So then wrapping up, what would you score this episode seven? Oh, wait, before we do that, actually, supernatural format. How well do you think this fits in, if at all? Oh, well, pretty well, um, as far as monster hunting. Um, yeah, it like starts with the monster of the week. <clears throat> like we talked about at the top, they didn't really get into John Winchester too much. Um but it still is establishing the base of like, these are hunters and this is what they do. Um, so I, I think it did pretty good. Yeah. Um, I feel like overall it does fit into it. Um, and of course, actually, I don't think they mentioned John at all this entire episode. So that part of it kind of left out, but yeah, it's, it's good monster of the week start with someone dying. Well, I guess they don't even die really. Cause it's Becky. So yeah, it's all right. So then scoring what one to 10, would you score this one? Uh, I give it a nine. Um, nine. Okay. 
lots, lots of good action, um, lots of good quips and jokes back and forth. Um, some good boys action, you know, with them doing their whole deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was solid. There was other than the, the, like the writing mishaps and, you know, our complaints. Um, but I'm not holding that too against them cause they have a, they have a format that they're going off of for the whole series. So I'm sure they were pretty hard pressed to not be able to do too much with the shapeshifter yet. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't hold it too much against them. Yeah. Okay. Um, what you got? I gave it a seven out of 10. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a really good episode overall, but I just, I don't know if the writing were better, if they didn't, they tried to like, I don't, I don't know. Somehow if they gave it more time or if they cut out some of the story beats, maybe I would have given it a higher score, but yeah, they're just little inconsistencies here and there, but overall really fun, really fun, really funny episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, anything else? Any, any other current things you want to chit chat about before we cut it out? I think that's it. All right. Well, this has been fun guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like the episode, like any of our previous ones, please, please, please leave us a review. You can find us on YouTube on the Scary Sci-Fi Sluts YouTube page. And feel free to leave us a comment there, Facebook, Twitter, on Podbean, Instagram, or wherever you fancy. All right. Well, until next time, stay scary and stay sexy. Our whole lives have been searching for this demon. Sam Nicole made a gun. They say this gun can kill anything. We finally know where this demon's gonna be, and now we know how to kill it. More and more demons are walking among us. Here I come again now.